want to show with this guy, man. I'm kidding you, man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? I'm kidding you, man. I How do you mean, like that? You don't there's, know. There's apparently a lot that I don't know, but, you know, we fucking find a way to keep it moving regardless. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and good day and all that other good shit. My name is Mad Max. Excuse me, that is Reverend Television. You know the fucking deal. Carnival Grounds. Episode 18. I haven't quite cracked 20 yet, but we're getting there. So, uh, this one is going to be a discussion of Wizard of the Hood, which I also feel like is good because with the last episode being, uh, Psychopathics Matter Space 2, and we had that whole fucking, uh, uh, that tangent conversation about, uh, Twisted and all that. Is that what happened the last time? Yes, that is what happened. (laughs) But, uh... I fucking I, I dump and run with these things. I don't know what we. No, about. I listen for the most part. Same. I will listen to them one well, time. You have through. to. You fucking <laughs> putting this shit together. But you know, generally speaking, I don't think a lot of the time I'll listen to the first few minutes of the episode while I'm writing the uh, description and shit. Yeah. And then when I actually go back and listen to it, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of other shit that I could have mentioned in the description that might interest people. But I honestly. Again, we've made, you know, and again, I also want to make sure you know, and I'll say this on air or whatever so that you know, if you feel like you get to a point where it's not fun for you anymore or it's cutting too much into your time, you know, you can tell. Right. And I can continue to do this on my own. Again, because if I'm just doing the albums, that's an easier format to carry as opposed to when I try to do Here's the Thing, mm-hmm. just try to come up with a bunch of different shit. Or Scribble and I having to come up with, like, because we, we're trying to come up with things that we can discuss, albums we can discuss, you know, the top tens, things like that. Right. And in it's this case... It's hard to keep a fucking podcast. Well, I don't disagree, but fortunately enough for me, as far as Carnival Grounds is concerned... I have every Insane Clown Posse album, every solo album from Shaggy or Jay. Um, are you ever? Are we ever gonna do Twisted albums? We could. That's why I was getting to that. I was gonna say we have every Twisted album up until Abominations, in my opinion, because that's everything psychopathic related. Um, we have every Blaze album that he released on Psychopathic. We have uh, ABK. As far as I'm, I would do. Uh, Hatchet Warrior Dirty History and that's it I'm not interested I'm just so I'm not even trying to be rude I just I ne- Road Fools I was not there for it Mudface I was not, I'm not interested sorry yeah. I tried but in any case there's also we do the Purple Gang we could do the Purple Show we could do oh I loved the Purple Gang album Dark Lotus we still have more of we could do more Riders right yeah still no I know goldies. yeah and, but bro and, and this is my only point cause I'm not saying stop don't stop unless you have to. Right. But I'm just letting you know that if it gets to that point, it's all good. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. In any case, um, which is good because this album, I feel like, really speaks to the way things were when they were good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what Wizard of the Hood absolutely is. It was this, they had talked about it forever. I remember when it came out. They talked here and there about, like, oh, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if they made an actual full Wizard of the Hood? That would be dope. And they did it. I remember they were talking for years about uh, potentially doing a tour. I wish that they had, but I will also say the fact that they didn't makes them having done it that one time 
all the more special. Oh, it was absolutely incredible. Bro, we smoked the magic blunt. I remember yeah. that shit. Yep. Big ol' fucker. That was, and granted, that must have been one of literally 500 different magic blunts in that crowd that night. And then I ran away because I was tripping so hard, and I don't like being around people like that when I'm tripping that know me. I'd rather be around strangers. No, I, well, that's yeah. act, that's yeah. actually very interesting. Isn't that weird? No, I, I get it's In because, your case, I get it. It's I get because it. people, yeah, because I'm mentally ill taking psychedelic drugs. Well, that's yeah, part of it, I'm like, sure. But no, but I like, mean, normal people with, are like, yay, and happy I and shit. I think that that's I varied. Saw, I saw everybody. I think it's because I think what it is is because, and this is the seminal, as he says on the first track, Smoker's record. This is the beginning, and it's never ended since the drugs era. Like this is when it began. Like everybody likes smoking weed. Okay, so that's true. But here's the problem: that at that point, and I'm also not exactly calling Violent J a liar here. But I will absolutely say, it depends on how you feel about whether or not he ever really was doing shit before this time. Because the whole idea that he started smoking weed around that time, the reason, you know, Smoker's record, this was right, right when he started smoking pot. And I don't, are we going to say that technically he'd already been gateway? Sm- uh, technically, he'd already been smoking weed for a while. Just not really like that. Yeah. But this is my point, though. Are we going to say that weed was Jay's gateway drug? Like, genuinely, is that what happened? No, I mean, it's all speculation, and that's why you'll never get tr- full truths. You can only read, like, things like... That's what I'm saying. I am I, not... I, I, try, I try to put together a, a story by, like, you know, like, I read Tom Dubb's book, and I when I, I and I watched... Read, I really I watched, do need to read that at some point. And I watched all of the, like, ICP when they were broadcasting at Jay's house, and it was a real uh, look at, like, the that. interviews and stuff like that, and it seems like he was more into, like, pills and stuff, and he said that quite often on those records back in the day. And I feel like, like a lot of people, when you're into like drinking and pills and stuff, you kind of stay away from weed because it makes you think about like your, your, yourself. You know what I mean? Like, do you like drinking and taking pills, really? I've never enjoyed drinking and taking but pills. But you love smoking weed, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's why some people, like, they, also you don't know. Like dope, it's also and what like, happened. You know, I don't like pharmaceutical drugs or oxy or any of that shit. Right, yeah. But I want, some people do all the drugs, and then some people, because it was illegal, too, like, I mean, how many times you hear about, like, NyQuil and take Tylenol PM because 5 or 6 will get you high, you know, all that shit. Like, you know, it was very clearly, like, they were into pills and drinking and stuff like that. And then weed kind of showed them the gateway because also around that time... So we are calling it the gateway. Uh, no, I mean, the... My, let me rephrase that. I think I think he was probably already doing drugs or whatever. We definitely probably saved him. I would say like that. You know what I mean? I think that, I can feel, I can dig that. But it also made it made it turned like let me put it this way. Prior to this album, it wasn't like we like Juggalos like what it was more seen as like a punk rock like violent rap kind of thing. And then like 2003, this album on. Drugs became a lot more synonymous with the culture, in my opinion. Just being a fan from, I'm only talking and speaking from being a fan from like 1998 to when this album came out. That's five years. And it's also, I started smoking weed in the year 2000. And that's why it was weird and cool when like. I think of how old I was the first time I smoked because I remember this one time. I will never forget this. I went to Steamboat Springs, Colorado with my family, as I often have. And I met with all these kids that were staying in the same complex as us. This had to have been rich kids 
And I'll tell you only because the... Um, Rich kids in Colorado smoking weed? No way. Well, but okay, so again, this was in the 90s, I'm fairly sure. Yeah, I'm blown and, away. Hey, well, is, there a, uh, is there an ashtray around here somewhere? Uh, uh, let's see here. Just fucking... I was going to say I was ashing on that for a while. <laughs> just ashing into that thing. And hopefully it won't catch fire. You're out of your mind. All right. Yeah, whatever, I'll clean it. Okay. I'm the only person in here. Uh, in any case... These kids were from California, from Palm <coughs> Desert was the name of the area, I remember that. And um, they were fucking... Smoking weed to an extent that was just like, this was weed, this was California weed in the 90s. Right. So I had never, I had seen weed, I had never seen weed like this. This was weed that legit... I, my parents found me face down in the kitchen of the condo that we were staying at with an empty bag of Cheetos on my chest. And this is the best part. Do you remember the Cheetos paws? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> That's what they were. Nice. I remember that detail for whatever reason, but weed was this thing that it was like, it was a drug, but it was, it, 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 you never woke up sick. Right. Oh, it's the most user-friendly drug in existence. But ever. no, I, I guess my point, because uh, I'm Period. not sure exactly where I was going with that. I think it was because I was talking about how weed became in vogue a little bit in the early 2000s, and then we, and then Violent J started doing it, like as the rest of the world kind of did, because like the medical yeah, there marijuana. Might be some truth to that. I'd say I always thought I was not for nothing, based on the way that things happened at the time, especially. Considering their involvement in this album, Green Book coming out around this exact same time, and that also it, that's I, why I, I call always this like the era of Twisted more with that because Twisted was always the weed guys. That was you know the I mean? album that I started listening to Twisted because of the song Hydro. Because my homie Tazi, who was not a pothead at all, knew that I was a pothead, and he's like, "I don't know how you don't listen to these motherfuckers." And I traded him Wizard of the Hood. Actually, he might already had Wizard of the Hood. He just let me fucking borrow Green Book, and I. I listened to it and I was blown away and fucking, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, these guys are super into, you know, smoking weed and horror movies and et cetera. This isn't about Twisted. But that, that, um, that summer, also, in 2003, that's when a lot of the raids were happening. Like, medical marijuana exploded. And then, like, everybody thought, like. I do remember that. Like it, in the it, early it days, was, I do remember. It that. was a cultural moment. Like oh, yeah. everybody started smoking oh, weed, yeah. and then a lot of like people like Morgan Freeman, Woody Harrelson, fucking Tenacious D. All these people were like, "Yeah, high I times. smoke weed." High times did that. I I bought so much high times as a kid, man. <laughs> it was crazy. You know, like I was super into my mother actually, and I feel like a fucking absolute asshole for the fact that she gave them to me and I lost them. She gave me, I am not lying about this even a second, she'll fucking tell you about it. She gave me a first issue of High Times. Nice. It was the, and there was the blue cover and the dude was holding the mushroom. Uh, and she lived in the guy's apartment. That's wild. I swear to God. <laughs> and then my mother lived with the, uh, we did a show with them in, in, uh, in Wherever it was in New York City, the yippies. Yeah. Ah, the yippie museum. My mother, no, my yeah. mother could tell you all about those people. She lived. That Dana Beal. That's Forever Man's people. No, I know. Yeah. Dana Beal was the main guy that Shout she Shout out to knew. Forever Man. He'll never oh, hear yeah. this. <laughs> I, I know, really. But have, I've told you about my Forever Man gathering story, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. What is it? Well, just, I, it, it was at the 2008, excuse me, gathering at uh, Hog Rock. 
and you remember how the tilt the world was up at the top of the hill? Yep. So I was walking up there, and I seen him standing with some people, and I heard him saying, like, fuck this thing, and somebody else will say, fuck that thing, or whatever it was. And I was just trying to be silly, so I was like, fuck forever, man. And he just looked at me. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. That just always aggravated me. Like, what the fucking... Oh, you don't know me now? Yeah. But, no, um, that was... The thing about weed, and this is... And I know you appreciate this, but most people don't. The, the, the quest to this started in, like... He just held up a joint, by the way. This well, okay, podcast. fair. <laughs> I know, huge asshole. The, but when I say this, I mean a pre-roll that you purchase from a store. Right. I work store. in the I work in the weed industry, by the way. So, the, so yeah. do they fucking know that? Oh, I don't know. Oh no, you're right. We haven't talked about you being in the pot in the pot industry. I Twenty fucking, episodes in, right? I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it or not. <laughs> I really on. don't. I swear to God, I don't listen to this shit. Wayne talked Come to me the on. other day. He talked this morning actually. He fucking talked to me. And he's like, yeah, the episode's great. Dave Jaquette loves it. Da, da, da. And I was like, man, I, I tried listening once to this shit. And I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. I fucking... It's like, oh, yeah, the show is great. Do you listen to it? Absolutely not. Fuck, Fuck no. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, not for nothing. <clears throat> I listen to it so that I know what needs to be improved on to make sure you have it's your show you have to listen yeah, to look, it fair who enough, else but, is gonna listen to it well first of all first, there's a lot of actors that refuse to watch the movies they're in no I mean but no who's gonna produce it motherfucker who's gonna you know what I'm saying um, I'm sure I could find somebody if I really wouldn't look into that part of it but right either way <coughs> point is I, I always circling back to what I was saying before one of the standards before you held up the joint to the microphone correct um, I always conflated Twisted coming around and being more involved with Jay smoking pot. But I'm also realizing that they had been around the whole time. They had been doing fucking smoke breaks since Most Tasteless. Yeah. So they had been doing that the whole time. And that means they've been smoking weed the whole time. So Jay just found it in his own time, like whatever. But it could have been JD the Weed Man, who was like Minoxide's cousin or oh, whatever. Is that? Because okay, so yeah, I, I think wasn't that's sure what it was. The relationship. JD, I remember JD, but I didn't. Re- I wasn't sure. And I don't know if, if he JD was the actual. Was I don't of... know if he was actually the plug. I'm just like putting together a story right. from I mean, all you those. Would like, think you know, JD the, the Weed, weed man. man. What are they gonna say yeah. that for fucking just for fun? Hey, you don't but, know. Well, you know. no, that's fair. Yeah. But no, I gotta tell you. This album always was... A lot of people will point to this as some of the best work Psychopathic ever put out, period. Right. And I agree with that, but I agree with that in the sense that it showed their ability to reach a common goal musically and sonically. This, you know what I mean? This, al- this is one of those albums that... I understand why a lot of people dropped off. They, the people who dropped off listening to ICP by this point were already pretty much gone. And like the people who really l- listen to this album, like this album, are enamored with this album. There's not too many people who don't like it, but the people who, you know, when they switched up and like started working with Mike P and just went into that, you know, early 2000s. Was he the one who did the most of this? I'm 99% sure. It's a, it's a shame too. Sometimes I feel like you know like. Nah, should, you know what? Listen, know, should, I know what you're saying, we but know this shit. You know, like. Well, no, listen. I know what you're saying, but I personally, I think that one of the it's one of the great things about psychopathic. Like, all I know is that the album came out like Lotus, perfect example, Opaque Brotherhood. <clears throat> 
I don't know who made Eric Davy. His name's Eric Davy. Is and he, then he I hung with them. We, and then oh, he, he, made a ma- he, made, he made a majority of that oh, album. Okay. And then, I, all, I and then was, also. I thought it was a mix. No, there's a few. Kuma, Kuma did some beats. Eric Davy, though, did some crazy beats. And that's the thing is that I. fucking heinous and I think Eric. I think Eric Davy did. because All right, fair enough. That was. When I hung out with this nice gathering story, you've heard the name of the term Rocky Nickelfingers, Cookie Diddlefingers, all that shit. It all came from a gathering thing when I was fucked up on acid and walking around and I was saying that Rocky Nickelfingers ripped me off on like acid. He sold me a natty fi- natty ice fucking piece of paper and told me that it was acid. You seen Rocky Nickelfingers? And anyways, like we ended up hanging around a, a bonfire and a fucking we were putting like uh, drinks on this thing, which turned out to be a human. We thought it was a cooler. <laughs> but it was a person. It was a person, and he wore, he had blue shorts on and a white shirt. So like in the darkness, it looked like an igloo cooler, like the blue <laughs> the blue body and then the white top. That's and then and the whole time we were hanging out with Eric Davy on the golf cart and like no shit. and a lot of people didn't appreciate it was me pee cracking a few how other it people. Is, man. I didn't even know Pat was the one who pointed it out because I don't I, know how a lot of these people look. A lot, a lot. I didn't know how the fuck. That's why Pat, like, again, because we, I used to be like, kind of like, I'd be super into. It. I was, I used to listen to the albums, and I'd be reading the fucking like the liner notes, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's a shame because I wish I. I'm almost. I'm 99% sure it's like it's Mike P who did this, and you can just tell through the sound. You know what I mean? Like, and also the choice. I guess of, I'm not good at that because. I always this is a just... distinct switch. Like the, the the you know how it you know why it's hard to notice the switch really. And there's a lot of like old old school ICP pen, uh, ICPP ICPP <laughs> fans that, that only listen to the first, not even the first six, like the '90s albums. Right, right, right. They stopped with Bizarre, and I remember I tried to bring this up. I think when we were doing Bizarre, but I don't think I got the point through. That like. That was when the the production got a little more experimental. I feel like no, I you think know you what did I mean. Bring that up. I think you and did then that. like so that's when there was a big drop off. And then by like that's why I'm saying like if you, you were completely gone by this album or you were fucking super into it because this no, album that's, I can dig that. this album is in the fucking style of a musical half the time. You know what I mean? Like with the refrains and shit like that. The way people yeah. are singing, speaking to each other. I always felt I'm a the fucking theater like... kid, dude. And I've listened to the album again today, like I always do when we do. This shit and I'm like yo it's hilarious because I mean the samples are even like driven by like some of them are from I'm pretty sure the Wiz you know what I mean so this project was like most things by like Jay just taking something and then and this is like all of us do this it's just whether you're honest with it or not like you take an idea that you've seen or whatever and then you just yeah, elaborate well, the key to creativity on is hiding your sources, sources you know like and that's what he did you know because he it was literally I mean, listen, not for nothing. I don't know specifically, but um, uh, homies to uh, uh, the uh, homies to smoke with. Yeah, that I'm sure. Uh, not sure, but I'm fairly certain that that you know na, 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 that probably does come from something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, most of this shit does, and ICP still does that to this oh, absolutely, day. Absolutely, but they know, do it really like, well, and that's yeah. what. And by the way, and every, that's hip hop. Now we've no. been they've been the sampling is like the whole thing. That's like literally. Well, if in, you look at in, the history of hip hop objectively, not just one sam- of the things they point to is sampling. It's not just sampling. It's one thing, and it's also done in music a lot, and it, it's written in booklets as interpolation. 
You know okay, what that is? No, and yeah, you brought yeah, that up. You yeah. used that word before. Huge, yeah. And that's what ICP does a lot, dude. Because they'll they'll take like a melody and then it's new lyrics, same melody. Yeah. And everybody, like you say, that's a cornerstone of hip hop. But not oh, just hip hop, music in general. Oh no, dude. You know I'm, I, mean? I know that I brought up how I heard uh, Method Man talking about exactly all the different yeah, shit exactly. that he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. from no, Rod Jay, Stewart and this one, that one. Jay has always, always been really Jay and Shaggy both. Like you know, pretty, they're very eclectic. They listen to a lot of different music. Clearly. And that's why it would have been so interesting to hear how Mike Clark would have approached this album. I agree. But it I'm not been, saying it wouldn't have been it cool would have to been, hear. It would have been entirely different. You I, know what I no, mean? No, that's and true. Like, I think that the album would have also... I or have like, to wonder I, I, how much... Think about it like this. I had never considered this until just now, so correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, Mike Clark never produced a Twisted album, did he? No, he did Most Tasteless. He oh, did he most did? Most Tasteless. Oh, he did. Okay. And also think about how that album sounds. And I think he did a lot of Freak Show, too. I think also that's when Fritz if the... If he did Freak Show, I think show, that's that when Fritz sense. the Cat came in during See, Freak Show. Yeah, but I think there's a couple Mike track, okay. uh, Mikey Clark tracks. Well, my point them. is that I have to now wonder I how did they work together. Right. That's what I'd wonder. I do too because because it, it especially it, not even just twisted but that's ICP twisted Blaze and ABK. All yeah. what, although granted ABK's offerings weren't that much and um, fucking Curly Joe man. But I don't know. I, we had this debate once and I think I tried to say Shemp and then it was like no, that's not. Fuck no, no, Mars is Shemp. Oh yeah, Shemp was, was there before. Shemp was there before Curly. Now we're talking about the Three Stooges. No, I know, exactly, which is exactly what happened last time. But, <laughs> no, um, I think that uh, it's also one of these things now where I, and it, this is just my fucking idiot brain, the way that I work, where I, because I knew that Blaze didn't write all of his shit, for what, and just in my brain, it's like, oh, he doesn't write any of this shit. Right. And apparently he does write some of his own shit, and so now I feel like I have to go back through it and figure out what shit he wrote and what he didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would be willing to believe that he didn't write a lot of the hooks, necessarily. And this is kind of my point, because I've always liked Blaze, but I don't want to, like, look at Blaze and say, oh, that he, he wasn't even really, it wasn't even really anything that he was doing on his own. Right. I would rather that he was actually writing some of that shit and they were helping with the hooks because you get the writing credit if that's how it goes down. It's strange. But I can't remember if his name actually had writing credits the in like the, the albums that he did. And again, this is my point. That I just think, think about it. His, I, his offerings on every collaborative album are fucking gold. I just think that it's... That's my opinion. It's, anyway. it's a hip-hop thing that that's like this fucking... Like, um... You know what? Uh, this will this will cause another cause of uh, conversation. I think that artists have to be allowed to do that in hip hop. If like do what? Like like another rapper writes the rhymes and then you spit it. Yeah. I feel like if that's like spelled out, there's nothing really wrong with it. Oh, I don't that's think so a, at all either. I don't that's think so a, That's a that's how felt got written. That's you know how, about Phil? Uh, that's uh, Murs and Murs uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, granted, first album was about Christina Ricci, and the second one I can't remember who it was about. But apparently, and I remember reading an interview where they were saying some songs I wrote for him, some songs he wrote for me. Yeah, and that's and on, so, like dude, if you're working with somebody, that's where just you can music. Do that. That's like fucking. Oh no, absolutely. You know, like, that's that. That's actual collaboration. Yeah, right? that you know, like so. That's why it's funny that in hip hop, like it's, my it's seen as like fucking, a cardinal sin. You know, my father sometimes. had a. Uh, a musical notebook and he was showing it to me like he was showing me something new. 
dope. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, like some people write songs where they actually write notes. It's like, oh, tell me more, Sagely Elder. Aww. Like, I imagine that. I Not for nothing, I am starting to think about, like, I need to... I never tried to dip my toes into, into music theory, and I think I might need to do that. That's probably the next thing I'm going to be doing musically if I have a... If I am probably... It's worth play. knowing because knowing that... Knowing things tonally and knowing different keys and shit, like... I wish I could remember exactly which one it was, but I'm sure you've seen the video. The dude just plays the same chord, and then he does like fucking yeah, 15, the YouTube different, ad. Yeah, yeah. 15 different number one yeah, songs. Yeah, I see it every day, the YouTube ad. And so, well, one way or another... After I did that song in the next Terminal Wellness sketch you'll see soon, um, I wrote it and then fucking gave it to uh kevin and then he because he's an actual musician was right. able to like he, he told me what key it's in like and then i i can even play that melody on only in notes not chords if i have a few minutes i can figure out the chords right you know what i mean but like i don't know and what's really sad is i took music theory for two years you know, but like I see that. Are you already? Time, like, yeah, but you already know more yeah. than me for the fact of I know the word chords mean something, and I know it's that just it refers a collection to like, of notes. No, true. Indeed. That's all it is. Like fair pressed enough. together, right? You fair know, enough. like that's a chord. But there know? is, but there is still something to be said about knowing them and like. This is my point, I guess. Knowing how to go up and down and stuff like that. Knowing well, that what key you're like in. Well, that was like on Family Guys, like, to the G chord, oh, everything's oh. nice outside, and then we go to A minor. Oh, a little bit of clouds coming. So, like, no, and this is my point, that, this, and which, by the way, I think this album, whether or oh, not, I don't know how, this, key, I don't know what, what the keys were, there, I don't know. There but is so the way much that they fucking did it, singing um, going on on this goddamn no, well, album. Not even just that. But there really, really is, though. <laughs> but No, fair enough, but really think about it. The way the album went, I can't see, and it, I suck shit for not actually listening to the album today. I really, I had planned to, and then I We was don't research the albums, we don't work. listen to them. No, just, I fucking do, We just though. take a hot shit on the mic. No, I'm Man, just fuck you. <laughs> fuck you twice, in fact, because I can recite most of this album. It's just been a while. Like, fucking, oh, man. I see the weather bad. Hit the top on up like I have better. Oh, yeah, we're getting into spoken poetry. Let me fucking <laughs> start snapping. But no, um, I feel like the, again, sonically, the, the journey that they take you on in this album is so solid where, like, it really did, on that fucking, on that first track, feel like Jay is just in a fucking... I he's remember, in a crack like, house. I, I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it Dale. just... I'm in a Ringmaster Gold Super Sport. It's also the way that they, uh, the little flourishes. Like, there's a point in a pot where when uh, Monoxide gets let loose from the post that he's on. Right. And he's like, he slipped off, then his fucking leg ripped off. And like, as Don't he's fucking. that shit, dog. Ain't, ain't nothing at all. Just a little bit of stuff in this straw. So as he's getting up, like, there's like this, like, they're, they're like bells almost, like, sounding thing. Because he's being freed. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's so many things happening, like, fucking, like you said, sonically, constantly. You know what I mean? And that's why, even if you weren't into musicals, you were fucking like, yo, this shit needs, needs to be live production 
because we all seen it sat there smoking weed, picturing it. Oh yeah, heads, absolutely. Like, no, and that no, I will definitely know. say that this was an album that, as Psychopathic goes, because they've always been good at this, ICP in particular, but the imagery that they created with this album was so dope. Like especially, I fucking Mushroom Field. Yeah. Is absolutely... Because I didn't even really trip like that when that song came out. Also points to the beginning of the never-ending drug culture. That is Which also- ends with fentanyl at the gathering. How you doing? I, I, look, you want to know what, man? Yeah, at awesome. the end of the day, it's not anybody's fault other than the drug industry right, that no. they introduced that shit. Drugs are drugs. It's always all been around. I the think it's also is, very, is it's a very influential culture. That is a very like, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, but like, it's something that we even make fun of too. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why What? The juggalo culture is also drug culture? No, they're, they're easy, easily influenced. You know what I mean? What, so like, definitely. Oh, well, a lot of Certainly, them, yes. Oh, a, a, a lot of them, percent. yeah. Oh no, but so, like, yeah, but you want to know what though? I gotta be honest, man. And no, because I have said this forever, and this is frankly part of my core philosophy: is you you've been to a football game, right? Yes. Tell me that that's different. No, it's all group think. But that's, that's my what I've said over and over and over again. I think that it's to just say a, that it's... juggalos are easily influenced. I think that's true of anybody that is really. Gang trend, deep this, in oh, any kind okay, of let me, let, me, let me say it in a less abrasive way. There's okay. trends that happen, right. and then you can see the reflection of the trends, and like everybody started fucking smoking weed. You know what I mean? After this album, I feel like there was like like friends I knew who like. I, well, listen. Okay, not first of it, all, if you're saying that the fact that Jay came out with an album with a joint on the front and made an album with papers in it and then everybody started smoking <laughs> weed more after that. Yeah. Yes, See? I agree yes. with you. Yes. Yeah, you I know. I agree with like, that. But I don't, listen, I think that, because you want to know what, bro, all I'm saying is you can't, in my opinion, drug culture is not something that you could lay at the feet of juggalos. Like, look at what you fucking do. Like, that's a problem with with all music culture at this point. Right. Like, no. everywhere that shit's an issue. We've lost so many legendary artists to fake drugs or incorrect drugs. Fentanyl, if I recall correctly, because I, once I started finding out about Mac Miller, I started looking a little further into him. I can't remember if he actually died from accidental fentanyl overdose. But it's, I don't know. His, his situation is crazy because if you listen to Circles and then you realize that he wrote that album, wrote and recorded that album in the year leading up to his death, it's fucking crazy. He was basically predicting his death. Right. Like, it's, it, I seriously, as like an artist and a musician and a person, as, oh, and especially if you listen to Circles at the right moment, that is one of the most, like, strong circles. Like, I cannot be changed. Trust me, I've tried. I just end up right at the start of the line. Like, I don't know. In any case, I feel like albums that have that kind of, like... And again, in Mac Miller's case, it was just... The fact that he wrote that leading up to his death is mind-blowing. But um, the when albums have just that certain sound, which... Or, you know, like... Wizard of the Hood was a such a fucking just 
again, just an all-encompassing experience like the... It was so dope. Because Wizard of Oz, not Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz is such a ubiquitous thing in American culture that everybody fucking knows what it is. I think it's the most popular film of all time, if I'm not mistaken. I, you know what? I wouldn't doubt yeah. that for even a second. And yeah. to that end... It's one of the most illest movies. It holds oh, up sure. almost almost 100 years later. Oh, it still holds up. Oh, well, not even. It, it went no through question. four directors to get that movie done. Oh no! Ca- four. I actually did not yeah. know that. I did not know that. They were swimming in asbestos. They were fucking abusing Judy Garland. The, it Supposedly, was, there's a midget hanging back there. Yeah, yo, the, the, what a fucking production. And that's why, in so many mm-hmm. levels, psychologically... Played by an alcoholic. And that's why man. it takes somebody like Jay to see that. And then, first, you gotta remember, this is just a inflated version of the Carnival of Carnage track. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. That means that he, like, certain concepts you can tell that he had in his back pocket, and he's like, I'm waiting for the time is right. There's a part of me that thinks that he always wanted to do, like, what ended up being. And that's the beauty, and this is, because I know everybody listens to it, probably thinks I'm a jaded asshole, and that's true. But I also do (laughs) believe in the magic more than probably you, some of you motherfuckers. Well, I I don't know. And I I have seen it, like, the true... Not these days. The true synchronicity uh, with how that... Tell me that this shit is still recording, motherfucker. (laughs) That's why I said keep talking. (laughs) But if it's not recording... It is. All right, okay. Come on now. But yeah. I was going to say, no, there's a pattern here because if I do it like this and then it turns back on, then it's not recording. It has to get... But if it actually turns all the way off and then I pull the plug out and pull it back, put it back in, then it keeps recording. So we got everything about the magic. I don't know, because let me tell you something. I genuinely, like again, at the I, I, I know I've talked about this, if not on the podcast, but at the hoedown show yeah. in uh, West Virginia. Yeah. Like, that was one of these moments where, you know, there may have been some fucking uh, chemical intervention, but absolutely, like, th- like um, so the homie Creeper, you know Creeper, so see him, and then he's telling me about his homie from back home in Delaware, uh, Lizzie, and she couldn't get a ticket. And so I just, and not for nothing, I had more money at the time, and I was just like, nah, you want to know what? I got you. Don't even worry about it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to have you standing out there. And so I just paid for it. Nice. And then, and this is the best part. She comes in with a ticket and my money. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? She's like, oh, yeah, no, some dude just came up and offered to pay for my ticket. And so, yeah, no, there you go. And that was, no, because that was the night that I said the carnival will provide for the first time. Because the night, but the night after, or the morning, you know, after the show was done, it wasn't the morning after. After the show was finished, I remember because um, I've never been able to get one. There was a full bottle of Fago just sitting there on the fucking. Uh, and I remember, I literally, I picked it up. I was like, "Yo, does this belong to anybody? Is, does this belong to someone? I'm not gonna take it from somebody if they put it down here." And nobody said nothing. So I was like, look at this. The carnival will provide. No. And, uh, but here's the funny thing, because I had been saying, and boy, and you, the And then you, call, you the, called uh, me. It, you probably don't remember calling me fucking at 
That, that show, no shit? You called me with your voice so blown the fuck out, talking about carnival magic and fucking... Hey, and man. that was when I was uh, working at the Grow, so I'm pretty sure I was going to work, and you were... You were having fun, nah, like, hey, fucking... listen, man, and especially at that point, that was, like, like right it? at the beginning of my, uh, my fucking divorce process. Man, I needed that shit. No, no, hell yeah. I but, just, I remember how gassed you were. He called me at fucking I, well, six o'clock in the morning, like, well, Derek, I'm telling you, what, I, you I, know, I, fucking... I have to, I hope I at least fucking texted you first. That seems very out of character for me. But no, you case, pro- I think you texted me like an essay, and then I was like, "Are you all right?" And then you called me like, and then I now that well, no, now that sounds like yeah. something I would do. And then you're like, "No, I'm but, all good. Don't worry. It's just that you know the fucking but, carnival is fucking provided and fucking." It was really. It was you know you having you saw the light. You had a fucking you had a blast. Yeah, every you know? once in a while. And I'm gonna talk about a uh, song that you said that you didn't know called "My Shine." Do you know about "My Shine"? Oh, absolutely! No, so that that's was I thought one that of the that bonus was from, tracks. Uh, so I thought that that was a um, gathering exclusive. That "My Shine" and there's what you are. You're correct. And there's another one, what, "Bloody what Bitch." It? Yes. Now, I and here's the thing: it may be, and I'm not saying that I know for sure. But I think that you might be remembering it because those out those tracks came out with Wizard of the Hood at that year's gathering. But I'm like 90% sure that those two tracks were like gathering exclusive tracks. Yeah, they were. I because think... ain't nobody gonna stop my shine. Yeah, and then the I way mean, Crystal Forest under a moonlit sky, tornadoes of glitter pass calmly by. Yeah, angels flap their wings. Oh fuck, I can't. Uh, wait. <laughs> So, I just remember him talking about the con- watch the angel singing so many fucking diamonds you can ice everything. Oh, yeah, no, but that I, was, I, I'm pretty sure that that I was a gathering that, exclusive, and I'm pretty sure that it came out in the tin exclusive, uh, which came with the papers. Oh, because okay. I had all right. No, I had that version. Regular, no, I had that version. I didn't. So. Dank, oh, had, oh, oh, Dank had that version. Okay. I had the regular one, and he had the fucking the tin version. So. That's how I, I got put onto it. And, I, and that, 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 in my shine, that's the best description of the non-secular, like, uh, depiction of what the carnival is to them and God and stuff like that, you know? It's at the very least... he talks least, about smoking, uh, he's like, I'll use holy, I'll use Bible papers to smoke my blunt, spit some old school Esham at him, I'm, I'm terrible. No, I'm, I'm I remember, like, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. And he said, and then he ends it with, like, we know the carnival is, is God, that's odd, so We know what? the carnival is God, that's odd, that's so, so what? what? It is, we ain't sorry if we, we tricked, tricked you, bitch! You. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that and was, that was their way to sum it up real quick, because oh, like yeah. at that time, it had, you know the Wraith had been out for about a year, and then the, by that point, there's all this talk of them being a Christian rap band and no, stuff. No, so That's why they were like, no, nah, it ain't that quite, you know. But like, this is it, you know. Absolutely. No, and, and thank you, because you know what, I had forgotten that the tin version actually did. That was how that broke down. I forgot that there were two different versions at the time. I and heard of my. Uh, there was a time where I would only, sw- I would only, if I rolled the violent joint, I had to listen to it all the way through. You know what I love to listen to this album, and it was weird, like listening to it not in the summer, because Wizard of the Hood and Riders albums usually are reserved for summertime for me. Yeah, I can back dig in that. the day that was I like partying, and then specifically this album, I remember working at McDonald's and that, that when this album came out and like. 
waiting for thunderstorms and shit like and as soon as i knew it like because i lived near the beach like right, right. near the beach so when thunderstorms right, right. hadn't throw this album on right now and then fucking dan it bent looks like rain you know like uh, it was fucking perfect dude oh my god no and dude that's what i'm saying like the and album I was growing was, weed like was tight. the album was so well put together in that it really does create this created the family era, dude. This was oh, the yeah. like this was like this the, was the, the, the right around the, of right around the era. right around the time uh, that they came up with uh, "We Will Never Die Alone." Nah, that that, <coughs> that shit had already been out. Not for long. Like they start did that for like the first time, two thousand two or three. Right, but I'm it was saying relatively new. By this, that was my only point. It yeah, was around that time. Yeah, it was definitely. It was like. Be, it was just bigger than it ever had been and it was also at a time that they were at a true guess, yeah, there is truth no, no, no no let me put it like this on their own momentum without like they were in a true stalemate with like the rest of contemporary music they were not getting props in the mainstream like oh ICP has contributed to hip hop in this kind right, of right, way right. are you no, kidding right. me at this time Which is, well, and you like, want to know fucking, what it's, everybody was to, dissing ICP around gonna, this time yeah, and not for you nothing, know, it's like, going to be it's only now I, they, that they're getting their flowers but at I this era I like, think they've gotten well <coughs> oh, yeah, giving them a few props but yo people how many different people Jay got props on in two different hip hop, uh, oh like, no, you want to know? I take it back. You know back, what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, they're really, the, no, you know, like, listen, they're gonna be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before we know it. You know, I would like, certainly fucking hope so. And this is my point: is that I think that in that the the fiftieth, where they. Put that then now. Here's my thing. Did it just say violent? It just J? said violent J. But that's because in the hip hop world, they probably know like J. That is like because he's the guy who like fucking connects people. No, that's he's true. He's the one making the cl- Shaggy's more of like pe- playing the background. You know what I mean? Like no, fucking, that's true. If anything, Shaggy's the one who fortifies and keeps those underground connections alive. You know what I mean? Oh, no, like, fact. And, Big then, and then J is on the other end of the Big spectrum. Big fact. And J is on the other end of the spectrum keeping it like uh, the brand you know alive you know staying in these like viable cultural that's what outlets, all the, that's what the, uh, the podcast tour has been I would mm. imagine you took the words out of my mouth dude and what was it 25 years ago it was Howard Stern which they just did you know did what again. I'm saying like so there you Wait, go no bro they you know, just like, did Howard oh, that's Stern awesome. again they, did Stern they again. just did Stern again and my favorite part about it I haven't watched it yet because I the Stern I don't think that they make it just available for free like that but apparently they uh they Jay was basically like yeah Juggalos they we don't they don't do what we tell them to do they just kind of do what they want yeah and it's like I'm glad that they recognize that we're just gonna kind of fucking do whatever regardless I think that generally speaking like the majority of us are decent enough that we're not gonna do some like genuinely like fucked up shit but I think that for the most part, there's always going to be, you know, your few fucking, you know, chaotic evils. But with that said, I just, it really is fun. Because Juggalos, I did, this is the reason why I still love The Gathering. Because I know a lot of Juggalos are real jaded about it now, and they feel like it's not the same. And you're right, it's not the same, but it can't be the same forever. And a lot of people from those early days do still go. Right. 
like a lot of us being as far as I'm concerned being jaded is a phase of right. being a juggalo if you're really 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 about it you're gonna be jaded by it for a while you're gonna look at it like this is all fucking ridiculous but then after enough time goes by if you're able to be objective enough about it you're able to see it in you know like for what it actually is which it is juggalos are two poles mental illness and outliers people that are outliers in the way that they live in their field of study in their field of put it to you like this you want to know how i realized this was when i was hanging the other night after the tech show and we were hanging uh at uh homegirl's apartment in worcester and ninja mikey was there ninja mikey you know how ninja mikey gets down you've been around yes you've seen that motherfucker goes hard to this day he goes hard i seen him go hard for the whole night and then you know the move where you just you, you kind of go all the way down like that, but you're on, you're standing on one foot. Yeah. Yeah, he did that at like three in the morning, after a full night of going to a show, partying. Yeah, all this Ninja event. Mikey is a specimen. Yeah, but this is my point. He is an outlier in his field. He is like a special case in martial artists. Most martial artists can't do what he does. Yeah. But he's able to do Let that. alone at the time frame and under the conditions in which he's Seriously. doing said things. He was telling you know. me about when he did a fight in Worcester in the Palladium. Yeah, he fought a cop. Dude, yeah, the charity. dude from the gang unit. They told me that that dude was like 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Like, they put him in with somebody, and they didn't tell him that he was going to be that much bigger. He still beat him. Yeah. Mikey's he came a- out to Drunken Ninja Master. Kung Fu Mikey is a fucking warrior. He's a beast to the highest order. Kung Fu Mikey. And a really solid dude. Kung really Fu good Mikey guy. is like Wayne and like. They trained for a little bit, I remember. You know, and I even think. even like Bapo and just like old school, even Brockton Josh, you know, like yeah, guys that like you wanna like be like. You know what I mean? Like that, like they, you're like damn. That's what like, the original you know, Juggalos like, were to me. I remember yeah. when I came around and I was young, going to my first few gatherings and meeting people. I would like meet these dudes. They were just super cool, and I was like, "How the fuck do I become like this guy?" Right. How do I figure out how to cultivate a personality that's gonna leave me like this? Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like my thing though is that as enough time has gone by. You eventually get to a point where you realize, oh, the whole way you do that is just be whoever the fuck you feel like being. That's like the whole point of oh, like, yeah. it's like Juggalo Zen, because it's oh, like yeah. a big proponent of Zen. I know you know that. Like, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. the path to enlightenment is yours and yours alone. And you find that, like, finding your own niche That's within one of the that, great like, things about Juggalo shit to me is that it is genuinely so much an individual experience where we're all together. And we're all together because this one thing means a lot to us. But we all still are able to perceive it in our own way. You know what I mean? Like, it all, it still is a unique experience. Whereas, like, a lot of songs, a lot of music is very, like, this is what it's about. Like, this is what the song is about. This is where you're at. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that I am making a very uh, general, if not platitudinal statement that music is a unique experience. Yeah. But I think in the case of uh, Juggalo shit, it's just like there's so many different simple things where like, again, just the way that this album, I remember, some again, something about Homies to Smoke With, it, it just that beat, when that beat kicks in, like, nah, 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 
and yeah, and the harmonica oh, playing. Like, exactly, like, like yeah. just fucking something it makes about you feel that. Like just, you it feels like you had a friend. It feels cozy. Yeah, it feels like you have a friend. You'd smell, you'd sit there but smoking. Then, on fucking uh, morbid horrors, they were able to flip that in just this way of like. See, now I'm trying to know. They didn't fucking. Uh, no, what was the song where they found uh, Tentativity? I can't remember now. Uh, t- uh, terribly, uh, what is it? That's not terribly terrible. That's horribly horrible. Fuck yeah, it. no, horribly is horrifying. That was the woods. These woods are looking scary. Call me 10 tizzy, I drink 40s and motor oil. What the fuck is it? Oh, well, oh so Thug Wyland. Thug Wyland, there yeah. we go. Fall Getting old. victim to Thug Wyland. Well, yeah. so that's worse for you than for me, because you listened to the album again today, and I didn't. Yeah. But, point being... I feel like again the songs really just did such a good job of taking you to that place and fucking creating that and I will say I thought that it was a funny um, it speaks to like doing the mushroom field I thought that was good just because I remember uh, you know obviously in the Wizard of Oz the whole like that was a problem poppy field like which that is kind of ironic poppy's just making straight up go to sleep yeah, <laughs> but um, that song it really is one of the and not for nothing, but speaks to two things. One, ICP's legendary ability to break the fourth wall, and proof of how it, it, why it really makes sense to me. The more that I think about it, why Jay is so like fuck all those guys. Because, fuck it, hey, what you think about Blazing Dead Home? Who you dead who? Who you dead who? Where I'm from, it's cool. Anyway, I'm just wondering when his Colton shit dropping. Trying to get my gold six hopping. What you thinking about? Like, that to me, like, Jay really did over the years go so hard in promoting people in his rhymes. Like, talking about, like, people that he's working with and all that kind of shit. And so, again, that's why as time has gone by, the more that I think about it, it makes me realize, like, why, at bare minimum, regardless of how anybody else feels about it, it helps me understand why he fucking feels as militantly as he does. Because I can understand being in that position, especially, like you're saying, this is the guy that basically put psychopathic juggalos in this kind of music on the fucking world stage. And then, in that also... By name, like I remember listening to Howard Stern, and he's like, So, Howard, oh, so who are these guys? And then they twisted, but you know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, the idea that he didn't have to do that, you know what I'm saying? When Jay, when they said, Oh, Howard Stern said that they're bringing uh, Howard Stern, did you know, ICP want to have ICP on? They just said they wanted ICP, I guarantee Jay said, All right, well, so hey, we're also bringing some people, and they had also been there before, so that's helpful. That wasn't the first time. Right, but like, again, it's like the, not to mention Wizard of the Hood. Technically speaking, was I wouldn't say, and it's funny, especially because it's only credited to Violent J on streaming. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily, and you know, back then, actually, I think you could say that there was a lot. You know, Jay was almost like doing them a favor by making this album and featuring everybody so prominently on it, like. I do remember Wizard of the Hood obviously being this thing that a lot of people like heavily gravitated to, uh, gravitated towards and related to. And, you know, like we've talked about this before where it was one of those things that became like part of some people's juggalo identity. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where some people, you know, for some, you know, some chicks uh, relate to cemetery girl or prom queen or, you know, some dudes, uh, a lot of dudes relate to like uh, Super Bowls or whatever. Right. But so at that point, I I don't know. I I really do uh, love the album uh, for what it was. And again, it for me, that was the year I went to my first gathering. I was living in Seaside Heights as a young single man, uh, working on the boardwalk, making my own money, and hanging out with ridiculous, insane fucking moguls, and, like, having literal sex on the beach, like, it was a wild time, and Wizard of the Hood and Green Book were the soundtracks to that summer. Right. And... It was actually funny. I remember playing uh, Homies to Smoke with for somebody, and it was uh, one of the like uh, European chicks that was working at the boardwalk. Cause I don't know if they still do this, but you know, like come over for the summer for like a visa or whatever. And I remember her saying like, "Oh yeah, I like the uh, the the music. I like like you know the, you're not gonna get the she barely even knows what the fuck they're saying, but the uh, the music still sounded good." Yeah, it's a pretty classic fucking album, man. And I'm so glad that they did the uh, actual wizard gathering. Oh, dude, I know. It was the last gathering I had a fucking blast at. It was fucking... Yeah, no, I know. Uh, 22 was... uh, (laughs) She was insane. I mean, look... We had fun and we did, but I mean, as like, like was, the, listen, the amount they're, they're of fucking 50, anxiety, kid, are you kidding me? It was, yeah. number, it was business yeah. and I was pissing where I mixed the potions. Like, like what are you doing? What do you say? Pissing where I mixed the potions. Oh my god, you are you're a fucking. I can't I'm wait. A madman. I can't I wait till you write behind the madness. Someday. I, let me have like chapters like how Shaggy had. And oh, fuck absolutely. It. Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, no, write my little fucking things in through the. But no, listen. Fucking I, no, and, and, no, listen. Just so we can be clear, technically speaking, and I'm not going to give any further exposition on this right now. But the reality of that whole situation is, I rolled the dice and I lost. That is literally <laughs> all that happened there. Yeah. But and, and no, and again, I can also give you some insight into why I definitely got like kind of fucking. I I kind of got the uh, the shit end of that deal, but one way or another. Case in point, the gathering that the fucking, the wizard, it's again, it's so funny because the wizard gathering was a great gathering. I actually went to that gathering while I was still married. That was so much so where, and again, at this point, Lord knows what was happening while I was gone. But the fact that I got to that gathering and was able to see that, which that's also the year that Blase Rose was introduced, which is crazy. That was but, the year of the fucking craziest Esham set. It was fucking. That was the year. Yeah. That was the year that he played. I, I'm so fucking salted. I wasn't there for that. Oh my lord. See, I, that was where I had my old James moment because I, I I feel like every juggalo I ever met was there, but like I was also pretty fucked up, and it was like four Bro, o'clock in the morning, nothing, and the set never say. ended. People, I think I sat down. Everyone was sitting down eventually. Oh, absolutely. If he fucking, he rapped until the morning. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, I will tell you, uh, 22 Esham set was real good. The, between the lights and the smoke and the the performance, he killed that shit. Hell yeah. Like, set looked dope. That was a great set. Oh, and not to mention, this last year at 23, bro, 
keep forgetting that it's 23. No, but this mo- this last year, bro, Nottis. Legendary shit. Yeah, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite games. I know we talked, I'm pretty sure we talked about probably. it in the first, in the gathering episode, but huh, yes. that shit was so fire. Seeing Nottis when TNT was still alive, because that's when Nottis was Nottis. Um, fucking with uh, I've been to enough gatherings, and I'm I'm fairly certain I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain that I did see Nottis perform with uh, TNT Master. Right. Yeah. I believe that I did. I may not at have. The, at the, I, you know, I will hold that possibility. No, we but know, I do we all we all know you were at the 2008 gathering, so it was. Oh, was, oh they it were was definitely oh, they, there. Oh, oh, that they, was. I, yeah. That probably was where it was. Then. They played right after MC Chris. Interesting. It went, I don't remember MC Chris. From it that went gathering. bizarre. This was only my, and everyone was saying this. This was my CD playlist, pretty much. Like it went fucking bizarre from D12, MC Chris, then Nottis. That is that fucking. Is wild. That's my shit. Like, Bro, like so. I, I couldn't. Hear, eat, I was on so much drugs. It was amazing. Oh dude. Do you want to hear some funny shit? I know you've seen the picture that I posted from uh, Bob's up the road. They sell Fago for six dollars a bottle because it's fucking exotic and kids will pay for it. And there's a picture. No, listen. There, the picture. I, yeah. The kids wearing the Esham hat with the and I, that's where I'm looking at it. Like that's a deep cut. We did literally. Yeah. No, because if you know about Juggalos and ICP, that's one thing. But you got a dude wearing a fucking real life hat where it's like hold the phone. Uh-huh. No, that's more than just that. Bro, I think I might have told you this when I went to Arizona and I ran into some dude. He's like, oh, no, I don't really listen to ICP or none of that shit, but I'm from Detroit and I fuck with Esham. Yeah. Like, there are people out there that listen to Esham that don't listen. It's like, it's kind yeah, of one man. of those things where, like... He's got, the, like, the cool Keith kind of audience. No, for sure. He's experimental, you know what I mean? Like, we like... kind of like how people always expect, like... Like yeah, like Necro and Ill Bill fans do not like ICP. Let me tell you that. I remember when Necro played again yeah. the 2008. Oh yeah, yeah, you talked about oh that. My oh God. yeah, yeah, that was brutal. They're out there headhunting. Yeah, <laughs> that was. I think I was saying it with on the Wayne the Pain episode. Yes. Yeah, the mosh pits didn't end. They just kept. It was like being in hell. Just like it just they just keeps going. More fists. More fists. Oh my lord. Yeah. No, and you want to know what? No, Ill Bill and Necro. I don't know if it's a full project. It is. Mad they're, Madness. They're, they're, yeah. Putting out. That's not. That's another single. Oh, that is. They're dropping okay. singles. That's leading up to the Blood Brothers album. Oh, it is Blood Brothers. Years okay. ago, it was, which also was. Remember the Bloody Brothers, Mikey Clock, oh, fucking. What eventually became Boondocks. <laughs> but yes. fucking. Uh, yeah, the, the the Necro and Ill Bill album, around this time actually was advertised as Secret Society in the in the booklet. Oh man, what a great era. Psychopath This era was my era of underground hip hop, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like man. holy shit, dude. Like oh, yeah. but in two thousand three, like I think it was Brutality Pop One. Um what year did What's Wrong With Bill come out? 2004. Four. Yeah, so it, might, it was probably in that album, too, but they advertised, like, remember those, uh, the, the uh, fucking, yeah, the course. illustrations for oh, those no, album bro, covers. Let's so be, let's be very, very clear. Necro and Ill Bill have had some of the illest fucking artwork for the, their entire career. Yes, yeah. The prefix for death might be one of the best covers of all time. All time, yeah. It's and then incredible. he had, I don't know if he does it anymore, but back in the day, I used to like, I'm such a necromach. I used to it's one like, of the reasons why nowadays, and I don't mean to cut you off, please continue, but I fucking, it's one of the reasons why it's fucking 
understandable why they behave the way that they do. Because they really are that much better at what they do than like almost everybody else. What, Necro and Elbow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the big thing is that they really will punch you in the face. Oh, yeah, no, that, and that as well. And, and that I don't, as well I don't know sure. if we've ever talked about, like, the elephant in the room Which of is... RA does not work with either one of them. RA doesn't work with Ill Bill or What Necro? RA, the Rugged Man, and Necro or Ill Bill oh, Dragon that's, okay, well, so I don't put it like, like I don't know if that's an elephant in the room. That feels more like an elephant in somebody's pocket in the room. Because <laughs> I had never thought of that, and I believe you. But I had never considered that, and I think that and that they all has... come from fucking New York, and they all well, they come all from come the same from New era. York, but I mean, yeah, but technically speaking, if that's true, where's the fucking Ill Bill or Necro and Biggie track? Because they were all from New York, from Brooklyn. Well, he got signed as Crustified Dibs. No, I know, and I understand I'm, that, know. but my point is that if, if it's about and them all being from the same area... I'm pretty sure they were active at the same time. They were, and they were releasing records because R.A. was like kind of washed up by the early 2000s because he put out an album called Mm -hmm. Die Rugged Man Die in 2004. When the hell did we talk about Die Rugged Man Die? I can't remember exactly what episode, but I'm like no way. I'm like 90 percent sure we have. Okay, well. Yeah, well, do you have a reason to listen to that? I'm not listening to it now. In any but, case, continue. Die, no, man, die. But no, like, um, yeah, you just never. Uh, that came out around the same time, and it would only but maybe make, they just never happened to like. You know I've heard. I mean, I, like, I mean, just purely speculations that there's but then like. Again, some, by the way, there is something to be said about the fact that, like, Ill Bill and Necro and all of them, they did, the, you know, like La Coca Nostra and nonfiction, as opposed to ever being part of uh, Army of Pharaohs. They worked with snow goons for sure, but Army of the Pharaohs, I think that was more the like, and that's kind of my point. Like that was, you know, Vinny and Esoteric, and I think it's because they don't see RA as like like a real street dude, and those guys like nonfiction, fucking yeah. Circle of Tyrant, psychological yeah. Uncle Howie, those motherfuckers were like the real deal, you know. Every time I've seen Necro live, except for the show we booked him and put on. There was a fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've seen him punch audience members in the face more often than not, you know, because he doesn't take well, heck. That was the thing, though, because Ari the Rugged Man had, like, a whole. No, 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 not Ari the Rugged Man. Uh, Necro. No, I know, but that I was, I was going to say, though, is that Ari the Rugged Man, I remember this so specifically, at multiple shows, he, like, kicked people in the face. Yeah, and he did that shit, too. And that's why it's amazing, like, and that's why I've heard rumors that, like. Oh, yeah. That they confronted each other and shit allegedly around the La Coca Nostra era. Uh, yeah, because um, R.A. and Necro and Ill Bill, that whole squad. Because oh, interesting, I never heard about. That. Because like they would all be kind of they. I feel like they've all thrown like sideways uh, disses at each other because like I wouldn't doubt that. At the very least, I wouldn't doubt Necro. At the very least, if not Necro and Ill Bill, to do that for the fact that. Coming from a very similar... I don't know. Is Ari from Brooklyn? I think he's from Long Island. Oh, all right. Well, but so not for nothing. That actually would tell you a lot. Yeah. If only because I know how people from Manhattan and Brooklyn, like from the boroughs... Look at people from Long Island. Look at people from Long Island. Island. They don't look at... They're like, ah, yeah, we don't fucking Long Island. Take a train. Yeah. Take a train out there. (laughs) But, um... 
I'm still excited for both any RA track that ever comes out and no, very listen, excited RA for Blood is, Brothers. RA and I hope that one day they all who... I think I think the fucking world would break if the three of them all did a track together. I don't disagree. I think and all the fans of If all there's are... no, if there is no I mean cuz like you're saying if there was some kind of like animosity and some kind of confrontation then that's different. Everybody's clad in every which way ac- across the board. You know what I mean? Like ar- around that around those like you know, especially when when Real Wolf started doing those collabs, you know, yeah, like yeah, I guess that's true. So you Bro, I love the fact that Free Will did some shit with Real Wolf back in the day because they were part of that whole contingent. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember that track, No Candy? Did you ever see that shit? Uh, I don't know. I love the fact that for as long ago as that came out, that kid can watch that video and realize and understand that that was him in in in, in his mother's stomach. Yeah. Because they're in a hotel room and she's pregnant, and they fucking use the makeup effects to put a fucking pentagram on her stomach, uh-huh. and he was like, I don't know, it was like they were. He, uh, Meth Mouth told me that. They had her with a uh, oxygen mask on because he was like blowing weed smoke in her stomach and shit. And she had an um, oxygen mask on so that she wouldn't breathe in none of that shit. And that was just a funny thing where it's like, I love that these guys, and good on them, they had one of their show- songs fucking featured in Letter Kenny. Uh, it just reached a million streams. Like, these guys are fucking doing their thing. And that's why, because li- they've been around forever. And Nose Candy came out so long ago. And the video was like, wild shit that's one of the reasons I fuck with them like I love that if you are just authentic to who you are and just keep doing what you do and just keep cracking at it and keep cracking at it eventually you will find your way in in some way like whether or not that stays I think that like once they get you know once more movies and whatnot here they're you know like more producers hear their shit I bet you'll start hearing it more but just like it is also weird how that works where like I don't think that there are any celebrities really that will openly outly say that they're a juggalo like can you think of anybody that like Topanga recently said that she dresses like a juggalo right which I don't know that that means that she actually I'm sure she's down I'm sure she's got love but I don't know that she actually is a juggalo and I have to wonder like cause out of celebrities Gary Busey is a, is a hockey vendor. Right. Mike Busey. Although Mike Busey stopped fucking with coming to the gathering, which is a shame because I bet he would do it just for fun, but it comes down to the fact that he could make money at the Sausage Castle and keep doing his thing there and have fun, and he doesn't have to come to the gathering, and they probably don't want to pay him. So, the thing that. is, like... Joaquin Phoenix, maybe? There's probably a lot of people in Hollywood are juggalos but don't talk about it because if you don't know about it I don't know he's too much of like an individual I don't think he would be like by the way I don't know I think in the sense of he might be one of those like you're a juggalo but you don't even like ICP we've heard of these you know people right like even Jay has talked about that like because I saw I think he's like what you would qualify as an outlier in his field a lot because he fucking is like a savant bro are you kidding me I saw the fucking it makes me I'm going to see him live are there tickets left I don't know because I've been thinking about it I saw you want to drink some McDonald's Mm -hmm. that was fucking gross and somebody did yeah 
But no, this is my point: is that Eric Andre is like, because he's worn the, and you know, he wore the shirt. Trust me, I'm a juggalo. But I say that I think he's a juggalo because he had Hannibal Burris in the paint on the show, and I think that he has the kind of sensibility that speaks to like. Juggalos get into shit like that. They're right. into shit like that. Yeah. And Eric Andre, he is fairly famous, but he's fairly famous because he's just a good performer. Right. The Eric Andre show and the Eric Andre like art. He's an actor form. too, you know. Oh no, that's yeah. my point. Is yeah. that as an actor, again, he's as Lucy in in uh, fucking Disenchantment. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's the, he's been uh, he was really good on uh, that show with uh, Jay Baruchel. He was, yeah, that, uh, that it was on Hulu or whatever, right? I saw a little bit of it. And yeah. the bits that I never ended up watching it, but everything that I saw of it, I thought was good. Yeah, I saw some of that too. He is a good, but this is my point. He was point. also he's in a, a he was in a fucking, a good he was in he, the fucking Panos Cosmatos uh, episode of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, interesting. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. That dude's like one of the best fucking new horror movie directors out what there. What else has he made? Mandy. Oh, I heard about Mandy. Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow, and those Beyond movies. Beyond the Black Rainbow, I feel like I heard this about. This guy, once you you have to be tripping watching it because he plays with fucking sound and color to the to a mind. I know. Well, listen, degree. no, I heard you Mandy know, like, was it's Lynch that... type shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh no fucking, shit! Yeah, it's oh, like wow. you know, some okay. people just come along every once and again, and they're like fucking, hey, check this out, and then they fucking flip everything sideways. You know what I need? And to that's, see. that's 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 why Mandy, you've heard so much about it because like you watch it, and that is the digestible version. Like the movie that got him to make Mandy well, is Beyond, Beyond the Black Rainbow, and that's like the truly experimental like. Genre bending No, I can shit. dig it, like, bro. I, you want to know what? Everybody loves Lord of the Rings, but nobody likes brain damage. They, yeah. <laughs> well, yo, everybody likes Spider-Man, but not everybody likes Evil Dead. Not to lie. Every, everybody no, loves Evil okay, Dead. Okay, no, that was a terrible Yeah, I know, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, Evil Dead was, and especially, I'm sorry, but I, if, if there's one thing I love about Evil Dead, it's the fact that nobody lives. Yeah. Ash lives, and that's it. Yeah, and in the or in the fucking in the new one, it's the the girl and the, the daughter. But there, that's gonna come back, I think. And I also just the new one, Evil Dead Rise. I loved it. Yeah, it was nasty, I dude. It was Fuck yeah. I really cannot wait to see what else they do because I don't know if you saw, but they plan on making the Evil Dead movie like every year and a half. Yeah. That's cool. And so it's going to be like a franchise. Like yeah. that girl and that kid are going to be in the break because they're gonna, it's going to come back. That's well, according cool. to the fucking, if I'm not if I'm remembering it correctly, there's two other books. Exactly. So, and so, I think, I'm pretty sure they talked so about I they're going to do it like that. So if they do that, that's cool because I'm not a fan of like doing shit till the end of time just to do it till the end of time. I agree. No, you I'm know, with you like, on that. They, two other solid movies, like the one that just came out, perfect. Make a nice little trilogy. And then, you know, make a make an animated Army of Darkness like fucking movie just for fun, that. you know. I, you want to know what? That's, that's the thing about Evil work Dead. Work out of like, Bruce Campbell as long as he's old enough, yeah, as long as he's ambulatory. And that's why I'm saying, throw him in a fucking vocal booth and do a fucking an Army of Darkness cartoon, make, oh, no, you know, like. Yeah. Yo, those old. Do you, do you they, remember the, well, no, they remember made the, the PlayStation. Ash, they made the Evil Dead video game. Do you remember the PlayStation Two one where it was like a town? Yeah, that shit was. 
tight. Fistful of Booms. Then there's an old, old one for PlayStation 1 that was in the style of Resident Evil. I don't know if you ever played that one. I don't think I played really that one. Really lackluster, but like being an Evil Dead fan as a oh, kid, yeah, no, that was especially. huge. I mean, come on. It was literally about, just like... talk about like lackluster, it. let's talk about the fucking Nintendo fucking Friday the 13th. <laughs> Ugh. Everybody, every Friday the 13th fan lies and tries to say that game was ever good. Like, no. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was terrible. A text adventure on Nintendo is uh, terrible. Nobody ever From what wins. I remember, the, Fr- the the Freddy game was better. Just like how everything in the franchise is better than Friday the 13th. I'll die on that hill. Uh, you want to know Literally what? got punched in the stomach in my first gathering. Like, oh, for saying but- that? Well, it started with Freddy and Jason, and then ended up with saying ketchup wrong. People that I was hanging out with. That does, I mean, not for nothing, that sounds like a logical closure. <laughs> started that Freddy and Jason. But no, um, I, I think that I would probably agree with you on that, if only because Freddy is such a better antagonist. He's such a better villain. And the movies are way more experimental from time to time. No, that's what I mean. Movie to movie, like fucking. We talk about this last time. Friday the Thirteenth is just driven by a sex scene and then stab him through the bed, like over and over again. Yeah, well, no, except for the stab him through the bed. It was more just. Oh, teens are having sex, titties, and machete. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying trying to compare that to the world building of Nightmare on Elm Street is like fucking... Yeah, I mean, that's true, but I think that... Well, so did we talk about, and I only say this because I, I only found out about this recently. Did we talk about how apparently the second Freddy movie is about a man grappling with a Oh, that's so obvious, and we don't even have enough time because I gotta get out of here. It's fucking... No, but, fair like, enough. Yeah, um, it's it is a whole documentary about it, and we knew that as kids. It's so. It's I so, honestly did not. I heard. Bro, it, he, he fucking. I never. No, I only made it like I the, the only. Scene, oh, you never watched the movie. The only scene oh, okay. that I, I no, I watched some of it, but I never made it all the way through. The only scene I remember is when he's in the things like like uh, you've got the body, I've got the brain, and he pulls his head. Yeah. And then he's got then a brain. That's the, the only part I remember. fucking scenes in any 80s movie when his fucking <laughs> gym teach he goes out to a bar, a bar with right. a lot of guys there, not too many girls, and his gym teacher, who's like this masculine dude, just like fucking vest in like a studded collar, and makes him go to the school gym in the middle of the night to run laps because he found him at this bar. You know what I mean? And then he ends up, and then he makes him take a shower. In the middle of the night, he makes him go to school and take a shower. And then he dies, like, he, like, kills the fucking, uh, the, the guy and, like, b- balls are flying at his face, like, off the rack, like, you know, like, it's so blatantly obvious. And then every time he's getting, like, closer to, um, the girl in the, in the movie, he runs away to his, uh, male friend. You know what I mean? And right. then Freddy is coming out of him. And then, like, like right when he's about to fuck, like, the titties come out, all of a sudden, his hand turns into the claw and he's gonna kill her. So he's like, oh shit, I gotta go. And he runs and he hi- and he goes and, like, goes into his homie's house who's in his underwear. And he's like, I gotta stay with you, man. I gotta sleep over. <laughs> Yo, fucking. I guess I'm just gonna have to watch Yo, it again it, to be able to. It's under- ridiculous. The whole thing is, know. is that I remember it. And we're talking about Wizard of the Hood, by the way. <laughs> no, I know. Isn't that the best part of this? No, did you happen to see Quentin Tarantino's take on Top Gun? No. 
But it's a fucking bromance. No, then it's literally about a man grappling with homosexuality. Yeah, I could see that. Like the one scene he's talking about, like he tries to get the chick, and the chick is trying to get him, and he's just not interested. And then the next scene, you see the chick, she's like dressed super tomboyish. Hmm. She's like trying to bring him back to the right side. And then like the whole movie happens, and then what's the last scene? What's the last line of the movie? Be my wingman anytime. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, they, Quentin Tarantino broke it down, bro. And that's one of these great things, which, by the way, I think that Wizard of the Hood probably does have a certain Some amount Some homosexual of, connotations. Well, I don't know yeah, about definitely. homosexual, necessarily. <laughs> Although, to be fair... You know, he says that he gets wicked like uh, AIDS in a gay man's butt. <laughs> wicked like AIDS in a gay man's butt. Spit lyrics so cold, my mouth frozen shut. Oh. Indeed. See, no, that was. That's why that nobody in Hollywood is. That's why nobody in Hollywood is. That's that's good, in Hollywood no, is that was like, also. You know what? I'm a juggalo. I thought about two different things. <laughs> two different things about that. One, that. But also, number two. Do you remember when. And it makes me sad to even bring it up because I'm not even trying to hate. But do you remember when Elon Musk, like, kind of like came out, like, oh, I'm a juggalo? And then Jay hit him up on Twitter, like, yo, you want to give us some money? Yo, give us some money, bro. <laughs> and then, I'm not on drugs. And this is the best. <laughs> no, and this I'm is I'm doing the best, well. This is the best part about that, though, is that Elon Musk's response was either the greatest joke of all time or a serious statement, which was, I mean, I'll buy some merch. <laughs> I swear to God, I saw that shit. I actually seen that. Like, and that was one of those moments. You want to know what, though? I got to tell you, I hate to say it, but Jay is just doing what we all would do if we actually got a direct line to Elon Musk. And Elon Musk was like, hey, you're pretty cool. I like you. Seriously? Can I have some money? You have lots. We all know it. You have more money than anybody else on the planet. Can you give me some money, please? I'm dying out of here. Like, uh, it's just, I just remember that, and so to that Jay end... Jay probably woke up to 20 I, new lawsuits, and then then seen a uh, uh, notification on Twitter that said Elon Musk, yeah, so he's like, you oh, word, yo, you got money. I gotta be honest, the way that it goes, I really don't think that at this point, Jay is actually doing lawsuitable shit. I think that maybe I in their think, heyday, I, there, was, there was a lot of shit going on, but at the concerts nowadays... All of these concert venues are entering at your own risk. And we don't know what other kind of intellectual lawsuits they get into yeah, nowadays. So, because you got to remember, there was they got they got years and years and years later. Psychopathic got Records is not insolvent. They so got they a, obviously haven't. They they keeping the lights on. They uh, had um, it was called Midnight Syndicate, I believe. It was like this, like this. I don't think I know what that is. It's a, it was an orchestra type uh, uh, collective that did horror movie, uh, a horror soundtracks or whatever okay. that Mike Clark sampled, and then they somehow were able to fucking nail it yeah. in the early 2000s. Like, yo, you guys sampled X Y Z from us, and then I think they settled a few million dollars with them. So you got to remember I that, what like, song it was. Um, I don't know off Mon- the top of my head. If you said few million dollars, it must have been Malenko or Jekyll. I would say almost certainly. And then they, because they probably weren't thinking, and they used to pride themselves on these deep cuts yeah, that, like, nobody, fu- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they probably thought that it was probably chopped up and, you know, reversed and shit so much. And now with the advent of AI technology, there might be more fucking. They on they. This probably whole companies that like 
literally like get like email old musicians and say feel like you're owed some money well our new ai technology can sample hip-hop songs and wouldn't even be shocked to find that out i would be almost i would be shocked if it's not happening put it that way let me tell you something bro because i honestly thought about this because everybody's all fucking worried about ai and some people should be i suppose people in advertising positions if you're allowed to use ai like if your company says they'll let you use ai artwork you you don't need that much skill to have good shit but this is what i was going to say about that i honestly don't worry about ai as far as creativity is concerned and this is why because all ai can do is take what's on the internet take data and then compile it and then do something with it right AI cannot have the thought that I happen to have that one day, that one time, because the air happened to hit me that way, and I heard that one song earlier in the day, that if I had had that, if I hadn't heard that song earlier in that day, which is totally happenstance, I didn't mean to listen to it, I just happened to hear it, and then later in that day, I had an experience that made me think about this thing in this specific way that I never would have thought of in that way, the idea that the air hit me at that time and the song played at just that right moment and then I had that fleeting thought that I then followed somewhere else and had that... AI can't do that shit. AI can't compile yeah, that. Yeah, South Park already... They nailed it. Did you watch their AI episode? I don't know if I did. This is I don't why... I, did. I know I, will, I need to see the panda th- I was talking about this with Dank last night because... It really is that good, huh? Well, here's the thing. They changed the face of entertainment like where they come to them and then to the point where they played two of the major streaming companies against each other you know what i mean like they're making specials for both max and paramount plus because they're brilliant you know what i mean like they're the only ones doing that because they changed entertainment in the 90s and um what were we talking about exactly oh ai so they they wrote an ai episode because they're always the first at it because they have the most brilliant writing team that is probably ever it's up there it's up there no no absolutely and also them too they always uh, at the helm of it you know well but this is my point they have always been so ahead of the curve on trends that they have are so good at and I honestly considering I know you know the story of when they went to their world show on acid oh it's the best so at that point the fact that they do that because if if they took enough because they knew like again the industry they were like tech nine for like music in a lot of ways you know what I mean like they all of a sudden people I almost feel like because you know I got a lot of respect for tech nine and what he's done to the industry but I almost feel like that's not giving them enough credit. Right. No, but you know what I mean. It's just like, because we're, I'm trying to tie it up and there's a juggalo podcast. But no, fucking, all right, no, that's okay. But like, you know, that's fair. But like, yeah, the, the way. You, no, you want to know what you could have done was you could have just brought up the old classic ICP South Park shirts, which were, that was like the. To complete the, to complete, just to complete the, to complete the thought, because we were talking about AI was uh, fucking uh, South Park did an AI episode where they're talking about it's really funny concept actually uh stan is in a rut with his relationship with wendy so he stops using chat gpt to just text her and he is so because he's like bored with her you know what i mean but then he ends up fucked up because he's been like just like you know doing chat gpt and doesn't know anything that's actually going on you know what i mean and then whatever the end of it they basically write a normal episode 
and then when it comes to the end they use chat gpt to write the ending and it's the most boring fucking it's quirky but you can tell that like that it's a fucking ai written thing and they were showing you that like this has its limitations you know what i mean like, I like where they that. wrote it half human and then the other half of the episode it ends they had the ai finish it the way an ai would finish it and it's the way you would expect it and it's the same way that like cgi is great but there is something and always will be something to practical effects oh absolutely you know what I mean? everybody and your brain that, yeah, knows the difference know who has and that, that this is happening was, with uh, ai you know yeah like, those dudes that did uh, talk to me were saying a lot oh a thousand percent that you know right? and uh, by the way i agree like i think and there's Tom a place Sabini, for like, ai is god as far as I'm yeah concerned. there's you a place for ai like, there's a place for cgi but it's with human also a big place for humans and it's just navigating the digital revolution. And let's thank Wizard of the Hood for. <laughs> well, but you <laughs> know what? No, because we can tie it back out. like this. I genuinely, because I'm amazed I haven't seen nothing like this yet. I want to see what ChatGPT makes when you say make me a jump, make me a song, make me an insane clown posse song. Right. I want to know what that sounds like. Yeah. Because I want to know what it draws upon if it only draws upon insane clown posse and that's it that alone i would love to know what that sounds like right you know what i mean because they've used ai to make drake songs to make joe rogan podcast i would love to hear what an ai icp song would sound like that would be fucking amazing because as far as i'm concerned if you're going to tell me that Joe Rogan, in Joe Rogan's case, because he's done the podcast, there's so many hours of his voice. But you're going to tell Drake, I don't, has Drake made more music than ICP? Probably not. I would say, I, did, I would say certainly not. You he's, would think, ICP's I mean, you would think making, not, but, well, no, but Drake been is making, prolific, though. Drake puts out a lot of music. That's great. ICP's been putting out, like, two albums a year for 30 years, dude. You know what I mean? Okay, like, ICP doesn't have 60 albums. I would say ICP probably has... They got almost 12 full-length albums, and then you have six um, Forgotten Freshnesses. So there's 18 albums right there. And then you have about six EPs, so that's... What's that? 18? That's 24 albums. Oh, no, yeah, 24. 24. Then you got the solo albums, with Jay's up to three, I believe, right now. Four, okay, so including yeah, the brother well, so album. So that's 28. Another... And then you got Shaggy's four albums. That's 30. It's around 30 albums. Okay. And then there's going to be, then you got Ryder's albums. Then you got Yeah, Lotus. but no, then you're dipping into other artists. We're okay, so, so just ICP, yes. we're looking around 30 albums. Yes, all right. Yeah. Which again, that's. I don't think Drake has 30 albums, dude. That's kind of what I mean. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't know. 100%. If Drake he... has 30 albums, I'll eat my beanie, dude. That's fucking. Maybe not 30, but he's got a lot. Yeah. Like, he puts out an album a year for the last 10, 15 years been around for 30 years dude oh he hasn't been around for 30 years but he's been putting a lot of music out since he's been out that's all i'm saying right case in point i think that it's funny because i don't know if you saw and but you i think icp no, you probably did because icp's presence on the internet is so predicated on juggalos unfortunately it would probably be mostly like yes, it'd be half like juggalo i just saw shit. on one of these uh, it was a facebook reel that came up and it was uh jay on one of these uh interviews i can't remember if it was Carl williams or steve or which one it was but somebody was pointing out the Drake picture. Yeah. And he was like, I don't think fucking Drake has heard none of my music. I don't think he's heard my shit at all. I think somebody gave him that. Right. 
I, I, no, I'm pretty sure that was what you said. I, a thousand percent. ICP is like a pop culture thing at this point, and kids are dressing like... Yeah, but like, that was a gold Malenko jersey. That was a fucking deep cut. Right, hear me out. Um, kids are dressing like the 90s and stuff now, right? And then when they look at old pictures, there's a lot of ICP 90s era shit. Like, no, that is a fact. ICP was not like this, like, fucking... It's not like Jack Progresso or, like, some, like, super-duper-duper underground shit like oh, yeah, everybody had a copy of bro, Great that's Malenko. what I'm saying when everybody fucking, had a fucking bro, Great Malenko that's why I said when fucking you know? when Jay announced his fucking heart problems that shit was on Rolling Stone exactly He's an actual rock star yes like I you know. know that yeah but I also think that you're on several major labels you well know? yeah but you want to know what here's the difference though at this point is they just they always are, financed it into their own world. They never they're just now, like, you know. They did now it's psychopathic records with bust. That's right, yeah. So which makes more sense. It's better to I do would it say that, that almost every album, they're probably still always looking for someone to distribute it. Well, I, no, I would, don't get me I wrong, wouldn't. distro deals aren't the same though. Right. You know what I mean? That's not they're not financing you to make the album. They're financing you to help get the album out there. Right, yeah. So that's a little bit different. But one way or another, um, I do absolutely think that one of the great things about ICP and Violent J in particular is that they are able to make these just experiential projects right? where it's meant to have this like kind of specific trajectory. Some albums are just songs put together. Just, oh, this sounds good here, that sounds good there. This was like a composed experience, which again, as a musical, because that is, you know, you've brought up a lot of times, it did definitely hit those beats, but I think that it's, I think they need to make more musicals like that, if anything, where the idea of, because I like Homies to Smoke with, like, you know, they hit the refrain a few times, and having, you know, most musicals, I feel like it's mostly just... And then take your ass down uh, the yellow brick road, motherfucker. Yes. Down the yellow brick alleyway. That's like chorus type shit. I was in chorus, you know, like no, fucking... That's, that's like, fair. That is true. That, and that's why a lot Call of... the response. I, are you kidding me? ICP's entire fucking career was called response. Yeah. Yo, and that's why it's so good. It's it's a concept album to end all concept albums in ICPs. I have you know. It really is though. So glad you know, that we. Like, I'm so glad that even though we went home a night early and missed the <laughs> unveiling. Right. I really am so glad that we were at that gathering together. And Fuck we yeah. Were able to see that shit. Yeah. Because that was. It really is, and it sucks because it's almost like. Because video games never do this anymore. You don't see a lot of it. But in some of the older, like, Final Fantasy games and RPGs and shit, some things, if you miss it, you just don't get it. Yeah. You just don't get that item. You just don't get that spell. You just don't get that thing. I feel like it was... And the wizard really was one of those things where, like, you were either there or you weren't. And to me, it was that... Kimo Ski was there. That's crazy. That, that. to me, was the closure that I needed in a lot of ways for that family era. I feel Because nothing lasts forever. No, I feel And you're... You got a little. I didn't really look, and not you got you got you got a little bit of a problem if you think that it does. And ICP, oh, you're not listening to anything ICP's trying to tell you. If you fucking if you don't understand that. You well, know, and like, by the way, though, I and think that, that, that was the that was the true end of it because everybody came together. 
no one had beef really at that fucking gathering, you know? Like, it was truly, that was like. Or whether or like, not they had beef, everybody was willing cool. to Cool. Everybody was it cool was all as pop, well. All good you know, vibes. Like, that yeah, gathering. that was. A thousand like, percent. That was the last for me. Not to say because of magic and music, it's all of an individual experience. No, I know what you're saying. And this one was a very good one, and I'm glad you guys, everybody listening, I know I'm a negative uh, motherfucker, but I'm glad you guys. Well, listening. I don't know how many of you I'm are. Fucking but... sure, man. Hey, however many it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I keep getting every time I go out, people are telling me they're listening to it. Well, that's dope. So. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, Very much yeah, soon. Man. I don't know if you any guys checking out my uh, movie stuff, but if you. Yeah, terminal-wellness.com. We got some new stuff coming out soon. So. Oh yeah, no, we got some uh, some fantastic. Uh, I want to sing it so bad. Nah, we can't. Not yet. Uh, I don't know if it's coming out yet by the time this will be out. But no, well, we'll no, fair soon. enough. But, oh, no. You You'll see and hear it soon. Terminal-wellness.com. Go and make a purchase or a Bitcoin donation. <laughs> Take Ethereum only. You want to know what? Not for nothing. If you got a wallet, put it up there, man. It ain't no fucking use. Ain't no harm to do it. Um, and if you got a wallet, put it up there, bitch. Yeah, but you want to know what you're going to do with that wallet? You're going to put it in your pocket, and then you're going to scoop that loop. And fold the flop. The, the, you're going to scoop that loop, and then you're going to fold the flop, and we will fucking see you next time, whenever that is. I'm going to upload... When your scoop is looped, and your folded is, is flopped, and your flop is folded. I'm going to upload last week's episode.